everyone, and welcome to I'm Not Like You. I'm Not Like You is a podcast hosted by two great friends with very different perspectives on everything from relationships to our lifestyles to what we watch on TikTok. One thing we can't agree on, though, our 40s are going to be about redefining what it means to live well in this space. What's up, I'm Not Like You? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Esther. Happy Friday, Eileen. I feel like we should do a disclaimer that Eileen and I were on various business trips this week and we've both come back with a little icky. So you might hear some sniffles. Pre-excuse the audio. We're doing our best. Yeah. Well, also, we just had a conversation about before we jumped on to record about what we do with our ick. And Esther was talking about how she took some NyQuil last night because she really needed to sleep and pass out. And I was talking about how I just went and did a sauna and got an IV. And now I feel like I can take over the world. So we've come to health by a different path, but we're both here. (laughs) We're both here and we're both doing better than we were you know, a day ago, two days ago. So however you get there, get rid of that ick. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think that a lot of people are getting rid of their ick by doing dry January. Ick. <laughs> ick. You I just know. gave me the ick. You just yucked my yum. <laughs> so today's topic is feeling sober curious musings on dry January. <laughs> and and she's like, I, I kind of had to convince Esther on this one. I feel like, so, okay, we'll start from the beginning. I am participating in dry January. For me, it is a fuck yes every year, or at least for the past probably five years. For Esther, dry January is a fuck no. No, absolute fuck no. <laughs> but we decided since this episode is going to come out later in January that we couldn't only talk about dry January, that we also wanted to talk about being sober curious and to be quite frank and to be fair and to be sensitive because it is a very sensitive topic. Neither of us have a lot of information or ideas on the subject, but we figured since it was related to dry January and actually it comes up all the damn time on my for you page. I, I thought it was a kind of a nice way to maybe segue into that topic for a future conversation, but also to, to talk about dry January. So, well, look, I don't have any, I don't, I don't have much to say on being sober curious. And I do think that that's such an important topic that I will not even begin to speak about something that I don't feel educated in. But what's, what you begin to learn with something like dry January is how closely your social interactions tie back to alcohol. Because what ends up happening in the month of January is that people who you normally socialize with and what is socializing entail for many people, I'm not going to say everyone, going out to dinner, going to get a drink after work, it always involves some alcohol. What ends up happening is like the people that you spend your personal time with start to pull back and say like, do you show you want to have dinner with me? I'm doing dry January. And you, you really start to feel what it's like when you remove the thing that centers people, which is usually food and drink. Yeah, I can't imagine how hard that must be for people who are sober curious or who are sober. So that that's something I definitely can can feel for them, how awkward that must be and how difficult that must be. Yeah. And I think that that it, you're right. It does give us an opportunity to pause and contemplate that. And I think, you know, again, sort of like disclaimer that when we when we sort of say sober curious, I don't think we mean to say it in any sort of like culturally relevant way. Obviously, we understand that addiction is very serious and we're not making light of it in any way. I think it's really about 
for me, like looking at, like I said, this comes up on my For You page often. And it's it's this understanding that there's a whole way of life, even if you don't suffer from addiction, right? There's this whole way of life without alcohol. And it's just interesting to contemplate. I think that dry January always gives me pause to say, okay, I made it through like four or five weeks. And by the time I get to the end, I really actually don't want to have a drink. So why do we go back? That's like, so it's, interesting. It's a really curious thing. Well, I looked up what the benefits of dry January are. So I'm curious to know if you feel these are the benefits you get when you accomplish it. So it says weight loss, better sleep, improved mood and energy levels, increased physical activity due to more energy and better diet due to better dietary restraint and fewer empty calorie intake. <laughs> I think the major thing, like, so I'm a big wine drinker and I try to drink more tequila because it doesn't have sugar and it doesn't necessarily have the same additives and yeast and all the things that are really tough on your gut. And so, but I do drink a lot of wine. So I, I think that the biggest thing that I suffer from, like with alcohol is the sleep. I kind of have found some hacks around, which <laughs> we could maybe talk about or maybe not. But I think it's actually the anxiety, like there's that term anxiety, right? Like you're hangover with the anxiety. And that's definitely something that I suffer from is like that, that if you go out and you party like that next day, like that feeling of like, it's just that, that like nervous energy, which I don't ever suffer from anxiety really ever under other circumstances, I'm lucky enough to say. So I feel like that's the major one for me, but I could definitely see weight loss. I could definitely see improved sleep. I also think the other one for me is like clarity of thought. I also am someone who suffers from this like brain fog sometimes. And I think that that's another benefit that I do, I do get, I do receive. So how hard do you think people hold this dry January thing? Like, let's say I said to you, I'm getting on a plane. This is now I'm just being annoying. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Austin next week because like, I just want to. So you're going to be, you're going to be dry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yes, the answer. Well, so I, I'm going to say the answer. Well, so I set myself up for success, right? We do CES at the beginning of January and some people hold dry January at CES and some people don't. And I definitely am one who starts. So like got home on Saturday, started dry January on Saturday, and then we'll do a full month. So I'll do the first week of February as well to do like a full 30 days. But I know some people that'll be like, you know, I'll have drinks on like my best friend, I was talking to her yesterday and she had, she went 10 days and then she had a work event and decided she wanted to reward herself with a cocktail. And like, that's how she does hers. So I think, you know, one size does not fit all. Some people are particularly strict. Some people aren't. My other very good friends don't do dry January. They do sled, which is significantly less eating and drinking. <laughs> <laughs> For the whole month of January. For the whole month of January. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's like their vibe. But I, one of the things that I, I love is exploring the other things that are out there during the month of January. So like, it seems like there's this huge market for like non-alcoholic beverages, which have become like really like hot and trendy. So I've like made it a point to start trying them and see what's out there. So my go-to, non oh, yeah. What do you call <laughs> My go-to non-alcoholic beverage has always been Kin Euphorics. There's like a day version and a night version and they're like adaptogens, which are like good for like mood enhancement and like all the things. But there's Curious Elixirs is another one that I tried. That's like 
it's delicious. It tastes like a cocktail. I got the kind with no sugar. So it's like, you know, no added stuff I don't want. And, but there's like a whole market for it. And so I feel like that's like a fun way to explore dry January too. Oh, well, of all the tips I've read, which is so interesting that I'm looking up tips since I'm never doing this. And to be clear, like I'm not a big drinker. So, <laughs> you know, I don't really feel like I need a pause from drinking because unless I'm at a social event, I don't really drink at home. I- I'm not as fancy as Eileen. I have a wine cooler. There's Diet Coke in it. So there's not like a big drinking culture in my home. Whereas I will share a funny story that when I visited Eileen for a little girl's trip over, oh my gosh, the summer, feels so long ago. I went I to Austin so. and we went out and, you know, Austin is no New York and the bars closed early. And Eileen and I were like, we are in this, we are going to enjoy our night. And she was like, come back to my house and we are going to open up a bottle of wine. So we like sneak into the house cause it was late. And she opens this like enormous wine fridge. That's taller than I am. I mean, that doesn't say much. I'm 411, but it was like to the ceiling. And she's like, we're going to open a very expensive bottle of wine. And I was like, please don't. It will taste the same to me. We are already drunk. Leave it in the fridge and get one in a box. (laughs) And she would not have it. And the fanciest glasses came out and the fanciest wine came out. So you can count on Eileen that even if you are drunk and even if the bars are closed, (laughs) she is still going to be serving you something from the very top shelf of her very high towering wine cooler. Well, and that is the, so when you just said like the hard thing about dry January must be like the eating, like the going out and like alcohol with food. Like, I mean, you know this about me. Like I am a a big, I'm not only a wine drinker, like I'm a wine enthusiast. Like I know a lot about wine. Yeah. You love it. I love wine. I've like visited a million wine regions. Like I am like legit. I'm not an expert of course, but like I know a lot about wine. So the hardest thing for me is not like the going out and socializing or the partying or anything like that. The hardest thing for me is actually like not having a delicious glass of red wine with like my dinner. That's actually the most challenging part because I, I love wine and food together so much. So, so, so much. It's like making me salivate just to think about it. I was listening to this podcast. So we're like listening to a lot of different podcasts to do research for our own podcast. And I was listening to one the other night called Wine Face. Yeah, yeah. And Tinks was on it. So we, we both love Tinks. That is an I am like you moment. And they were talking about like what wine they drink and like what wine they love. And I'm like literally sitting there listening to it like, oh, this just sounds so amazing right now. So the wine enthusiast in me definitely struggles with this idea of like cleaning it up for 30 days. So I don't have that because like for me, it is all about the social moment. And that is when, well, I want to be supportive to my friends and I want to help them accomplish these goals, it is in my way. (laughs) And the selfishness of me comes out and is like, you're interfering with my one night a week that I get to spend time with my friends and like let loose. So I just want dry January to zip on by. We're halfway through. We got like three weekends left and goodbye and good riddance. But until then, I did look up the best tips. And one of them is one of them is what you recommended. It says, do activities that have no connection to alcohol. So that's kind of what I've been thinking about. Like, how do you actually see your friends and spend time socially in the absence of alcohol? Learn a few delicious mocktail recipes. So it sounds like Eileen has already given us some suggestions. (laughs) 
understand and write down your reasons for doing dry January. Bam, see our journaling episode. <laughs> and maybe you should think a little bit about why you're doing this if it's not to torture Esther. Make a list of the positive changes you're noticing. Note all the money you're saving. Wow, I'm sure that that's a significant one. And let your close friends and family know your goal. Simon does that one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He like loves, I mean, we spend a lot, I mean, basically what you just said about the wine fridge is is very true we spend a lot of money like if if we actually look (laughs) we spend a lot of money on wine every month and so he's like oh what are we gonna do with this like newfound fortune that we have in january (laughs) (laughs) eileen and simon her husband really do love wine and it is it is really cute to watch and i also actually went out with simon and you to a wine bar so i got to see the whole family live their experience but i I did tell, I was talking about like dining with people from Europe and how sometimes like you could tell that they've been taught how to properly set a table. I'm not saying this about all Americans, but certainly myself, how to properly set a table and which, where you put the knife when you're, when you're taking a bite from your fork, like that stuff starts to stress me out. And that's how you could see Simon was raised with such like perfection and elegance, but he also knows which wine glass to use and where you're supposed to hold it, as does Eileen. And that adds a whole level of stress to the dining (laughs) experience. So I have learned that next time, not in the month of January, the next time I visit your home, I'm going to do a little refresher, a little Emily post on where the fork and knife go, but also where my fingers are supposed to be on the stem. It's just too much pressure. It's too much for me. <laughs> That's so funny. You never More told to me come. that. That's really funny. You never told me that. That's very funny. A bit odd to, maybe we should have Simon on to do a little wine glass and wine <laughs> discussion. Wine etiquette. Well, so this is so this is also if you want to get into like my idiosyncrasies around like wine just generally, like I will not like if you give me a thick wine glass the glass itself is thick I am like mad I probably won't drink it I also won't drink a bad glass of wine like if I'm at like a party and like I don't know what kind of wine you're serving or you're serving like shit wine I won't drink it like I would just assume not drink any wine before I ever have a glass of shitty wine it's just not even a possibility I just want to point out to anyone listening who is friends with Eileen or who aspires to be friends with Eileen, invite her over in the month of January. You've now <laughs> saved yourself a whole lot of problems. You don't need to know about wine. You don't need to have the glasses. You don't need to make sure your glasses are from Tiffany's or wherever else you're supposed to get fancy. Mine are from Home Goods. So you're only welcome in the month of January to have a meal at my house. Okay. Any other big takeaways for a successful dry January from someone who has listed this as their goal for the first month of the new year? I think my only other goal is like, I feel like it used to stress me out and I used to like count down. And now I'm just like, don't care. Like, this is easy. It's not a big deal. Like, I don't attach myself to it. I don't resist it. I'm just like, I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to give me all these benefits. And also it's good to like, you know, check in with yourself every once in a while and detach yourself from stuff that you could tend to get you could tend to overdo it with, let's just say, <laughs> especially after the holidays. That's right. I mean, it is a nice start to do this after the holiday, but for me, I'm going to stick with a fuck no. And again, that's because I don't drink that often. So when I do, it's a real treat. And to all my friends listening, I'm annoyed and I am counting down the days. <laughs> it's January 12th. Let, let's go. <laughs> Enough with this. <laughs> Goodbye and good riddance to uh-huh. January, to the 
whatever this is called, dry January, to all the annoying people in the gym pretending that they're going to work out for the rest of the year, to everyone with their fake New Year's resolutions. January is a wrap. Let's move on. (laughs) Off to February Valentine's Day. (laughs) And with that said, Eileen, thank you for bringing this topic that has clearly got my blood pressure going. We're going to have to do a blood pressure test before future topics are added to the agenda. But thank you all for joining us. We'll be back next Friday with another episode on up-leveling life and relationships in ways that are anything but what they tell us they should be in our 40s. See you then.